You're listening to Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real and filtered conversation on love, career, family, and all things modern culture. My name is Niji Chang, I'm your host, and welcome to my virtual living room. If you're a returning listener, so glad to have you back. If you're new, welcome. Hope you like listening to all my thoughts and feelings because I'm flying solo this week without a guest for episode 21. What do you want? Because you know why? We're at the end of 2017, you guys. What? I am exhilarated and baffled at how uh, this year is already coming to an end. And I... I will kind of speak for a lot of people and definitely for myself when I say that this was one of the most (sighs) challenging, depressing, frustrating, fulfilling, productive, and still overall really awesome years of my life. And we are about to embark on 2018 very, very soon. So, or maybe when you're listening to this, we've already started 2018. In that case, Happy New Year. In all cases, Happy New Year. And we're at that special time in in the collective universe and time-space continuum where we talk about resolutions, where we think about resolutions. And um, I just want to take a second to think out loud about mine and share them with you and also challenge you because um, I think that's a really worthy reflection, you know? Not everybody believes in it. There's actually a lot of people who don't believe in resolutions and who don't think that they're useful or worthwhile because, you know, you know, cliche is that a lot of people set them and then by January 7th, they're kind of irrelevant and useless, which I am totally guilty of. I've definitely had and probably will continue to have resolutions that just drift away into the wind. But the older I get, the better I have actually been getting at setting and keeping up with my resolutions. So on that very optimistic, positive note, I'm going to keep doing it. And I hope that you guys will too. So welcome to episode 21. And again, this theme is what do you want? Now, first of all, whenever I hear what do you want, I automatically think of the notebook. Now, if you are a human being out in the world, (laughs) chances are you've watched The Notebook. It's one of the most beloved chick flicks, which no one even uses that term anymore, so I wouldn't even call it that, but one of the most beloved modern romance movies, even though it's set back way back in the day, it was made recently, starring Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams, and I think we all just love them so much for bringing such a beautiful representation of love in, where is it, South Carolina, North Carolina? And I think of that one scene. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. The one scene where Allie and Noah were teenage sweethearts. They were totally in love. They separate because Allie is the rich girl who's not allowed to marry poor boy Noah. Um, And they reunite, and Allie has stolen away from her cotton mogul son, who's wonderful and handsome and uh, plays 
played by James Marsden, who's a total dreamboat. She, she she steals away from him and she goes to see Noah because she's about to get married and she's still unsure and she still loves Noah and she just wondered what the hell happened there because she never got the letters he was sending her. And then they reunite and then they get to make love and just spend this blissful moment being back to that pure, you know, unadulterated love that they had when they were teenagers. Right? So I'm setting the scene. And then Allie and Noah, they're faced with reality. Does she go back to her fiancé? Does she marry the cotton mogul's son? Or does she follow her heart and be with Noah, her, her first love, now a carpenter, built her a dream house? And Noah's just asking her. He's challenging her. This is like the cute part because they they bust each other's balls and they they challenge one another and he goes what do you want Ellie stop thinking about what your parents want what your fiance wants what do you want answer the question what do you want and then Allie's crying and she's just heartbroken because she does love cotton mogul's son she loves him for a lot of different reasons not in the same way she loves Noah but she loves him and she's torn because Cotton Mogul's son would make her parents happy. It makes sense. He's rich. She's rich. They're beautiful together. You know, get a plantation and have a bunch of kids happily ever after. Or do you go down the path less expected and be with Noah? She doesn't know. She's crying. And she's just saying to him, you know, it's not that simple. And he just looks at her and he's pissed off and he's like, answer the freaking question. What do you want? What do you want? And man, if I did not cry a freaking river, if I did not relate 100% to both of them, to Allie actually more, but that frustration with Noah and, you know, it's like, why can't it be that simple? It, it can be that simple. Just answer the question and we're golden. You know, one way or the other, you got to make a choice, right? Got to make that choice and it's hard. So anyway, that's my trip down memory lane. What what do you want reminds me of I'm going to go watch the notebook after this. I will be indulging myself. But in any case, I I I want to reflect as we're talking about resolutions about that that simple yet difficult question to answer and ask. What do you want? And we're always refining every year, every month, every quarter, whatever, whatever your timeline is. We're always kind of uh, figuring out what it is that we want, right? What will bring us joy and fulfillment, um, sustainability, whatever that that is. But uh, we're always answering and asking that question. So when it comes to me, the context that I would like to set up around this question that I am asking of all of the listeners out there of what do you want, is that what I can say from my personal experience is that I grew up being a lot more focused on what I don't want. Now, that kind of, to me, equates having lived a much more fear-based life. And by focusing on what I don't want, you know, I still learned a lot. I still had a great life. But it is a it is a framework that I want to actively intentionally leave behind, and I have left behind within the last couple of years, um, in in learning more about the law of attraction and things like that. But 
I guess I'll explain a little bit more. In in terms of what I don't want, you know, the way my brain worked when I thought of any scenario, right? Choosing a school, dating a person, um, <laughs> shopping for something, like, and everything. A lot of my decision making, I was thinking about what I don't want. You know, I would think about, ah, uh, I don't want to upset my parents. I don't want to, you know, dishonor my family. I don't want to waste money. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to, um, you know, I, I don't want to regret this. I don't want to. And, you know, that's the thing. You, you can make decisions off of that that framework and still make some pretty good decisions. But what I'm learning um, and challenging my perspective and applying that challenged perspective by switching gears and focusing on what I do want, for me personally, I realized that it was like the other side of the same coin. But that other side was a lot more efficient and effective in getting the outcomes that I do want when I did think about them. So on the flip side, instead of thinking, oh, I don't want to upset my parents. I don't want to disappoint them. I think I want to have my parents be proud of me. I want them to support what I'm doing. I want them to know that I'm going down a path that's authentic to me and that I am fulfilled with, right? Um, Because I think at the core, you know, the subject was how my parents feel about X, Y, Z. But instead of thinking about what outcome I didn't want, now I'm really thinking about what I do want. And I think that's a really common thing. And I don't think that, um, again, it's not a right or wrong situation. We can still think about all the things that we don't want. And I actually really believe that it's important to identify what we don't want. And that's what happens in life when we go through good things and bad, especially the bad. We recognize and realize, hey, that's not something that I want. Case in point. Donald Trump. I think I'm personally, I don't know what your political views are, where you're listening to this podcast from. There are a lot of international listeners. But for me, as a Korean American who lives in California, I'm personally not a fan of Donald Trump. I'm not a fan of his behavior, his mentality, his uh, his inability to lead, all the things. I could go on for days and days about that, but I don't want to because Let's just summarize it as don't like the guy, kind of hate him, kind of hate everything that he's done. But on the silver lining perspective, he's been showing in a very effective manner a lot of people all over the world how we don't want to be, how we don't want to be led, how we don't want to be governed, how we don't want to be treated, um, whether as a citizen, as a woman, as a a person. uh, His presence has been teaching us that. So what I'm saying is that there's value in, in knowing what you don't want because on the flip side of that, it teaches you what you do want. And that's the part that I think after identifying all those things that we don't want and that's what our friends are there for and our mothers and whoever to vent to and, and write things out maybe in your journal as well. After that, we still have to answer the question, what do, we, what do you want? What, it is, what is it that would give us happiness? What is it that will give us a sense of peace and joy and fulfillment and um, inspiration and motivation to keep going, right? You're not going to get that, at least I never got that, from focusing on what I don't want. The don't wants have been really helpful in setting context, but they're not the goal, right? The goal is 
the goal is what the goal is. The goal is what I have to identify, right? So that's my spiel on, um, you know, understanding the difference and being really mindful of where my brain goes. And for me, you know, I grew up uh, as a Christian. I grew up in church and um, I'm very grateful for a lot of the foundational things that I learned through all of the Bible study and my journey in that capacity. But I, I'd say, you know, this is getting into my spirituality now. I've kind of branched out into a more expansive version, I guess. I really, really crave expanding my understanding of how human psychology works, how human emotion works, how the universe works, and how it's all interconnected. So in light of that, I started listening to and discovering more information about the law of attraction. And I've been really, really fascinated by it. I still have a lot to learn, but it's just really interesting to think of the fact that whatever you think about is what is going to happen. So it just kind of led me to be a lot more conscious of what I think about. And um, how I execute and how that affects me, both in you know the energy that I put out into the world, and uh, how I go about getting what it is that I want. And I think it's been really helpful. So I'm not shoving anything down anybody's throat. I'm just sharing from my perspective. I think that the law of attraction has been really, really just fascinating, and it's really shifted a lot for me. I'd say in the last year, year or two, but really the, this last year, in being challenged by a lot of things going on in my personal life and just what was going on all around the world, I was really forced to take a look at what it is I believe in, what it is that I value, and what I want to do with my time. And I think that goes hand in hand also with my age, just the fact that I'm in my 30s and I'm just tired a lot more easily. I feel like this is like a comprehensive summary of several podcasts before this one, including like the burnout conversation with Christine Chen and how to be a badass with Shirley Chung and how to get shit done. It all comes back to that, right? The time is really, really precious. And the older you get, the more fatigued you are by different things, the more you identify that certain people drain you and that you want to, um, you just want to be happy. You know, we're all trying to just figure that out. So in light of that, the answering that question of what do you want, you know, again, I think it's really important. I'm not knocking anybody's need to vent and take a second to to complain. Personally, I can't handle people who complain too much or if, you know, when I interact with them, the bulk of their conversation is complaining. I can't be around you. Um, it's just that's it's a drain on my energy. I don't really want to hear about it too much. If I need to understand it for contextual reasons, that's totally fair. But in general, I don't like being around complainers. And I've also really watched myself because I used to be a huge one. And I still do. I'm never going to stop complaining. But again, the focus and the majority of my energy and my time goes more towards how to solve whatever it is that I'm complaining about. Either it's that I need to get more educated about something. I need to let it go. Or I need to just suck it up and address something that maybe I've been procrastinating on. It's a lot of different solutions, but that's really what I'm more concerned about. So in light of all of this identifying of what you do want, the difference between what you do want versus what you don't want, um, 
Yeah, I would really say that my my train of thought, my framework in my brain has become fixated on outcomes that I do want. Instead of thinking I don't want to fail, which is totally valid and totally common, I think I want to succeed. I just it's a it's as easy as that. It's as simple as that, but without the consciousness to address it, I think I could have gone forever with the mentality of I don't want to fail. 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 Guess what? All I'm thinking about is failure. Now is I want to succeed. I want to succeed. I would love to succeed. I would really like to succeed. I want to succeed. And now my brain's thinking about success. You guys feel me? It's really small. It's so small, but it kind of changed everything for me. And I'm still practicing. I'm still working on it because God knows, I feel like it's just going to be a lifelong uh, practice and a lifelong code switch of going from that negative to positive. And, uh, but it's getting easier. So, you know, I, I will say this out loud because I also believe in the fact that when you say things out loud and say what you want with with uh, humility and with intention and with confidence and grace and gratitude, you're much more likely to get what you want. So I'm going to use this, plat- this platform, this podcast, to say what I want for 2018. Let's go into my resolutions a little bit. Maybe it'll jumpstart and get yours going a little. Um, and I really, really would love to hear what you guys have resolved for 2018. Now, for me, I've heard a lot of different people approach it as setting really small concrete and uh, a few resolutions so that they're really attainable, which I think is great. I think that's a very practical, um, non-overwhelming way to approach it. But here's my thing. My thing with the overarching thing with 2018 is just to be more me. So I'm not going to do three resolutions because that's not how I roll. I'm going to do like 30 and fuck it. (laughs) I... The overarching thing with 2018 is is letting myself be more myself. I think that's the constant challenge that I've had since I was a very, very young girl and uh, feeling like I always needed to reposition myself or cater my thoughts, my feelings for other people. And the thing is, I'm not going to become an inconsiderate person, but I don't want to act inauthentically and honestly just become a fake person at the expense of like not expressing who I am and really just being, you know, a version of myself that I don't even like really align with that that's not really me. At this point in my life, I just can't anymore. Like I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. And that's all good. I'm kind of really done twisting myself to fit another person's mold of what I'm supposed to be. I'm going to continue to learn. I'm still open to being wrong, and I look forward. I think I'm going to be actually—I think it's going to be really funny to see how different I am even 10 years from now. But at this point, uh, I'm consciously putting effort and giving myself permission to just be as I am and work on loving that person and accepting that person and embracing that person. Ironically, because I put a lot of effort into to embracing other people as they are. Um, mind you, I'm not a saint. I still criticize and I can be really judgmental. But I notice I put a lot more effort into 
embracing others as they are and appreciating others as they are much more than I provide that effort towards myself. That's the distinction I'm trying to say. We all have things to work on, but, you know, sometimes we just need to, like, ease up and let things flow. So that's my overarching thing for 2018 is just let me be me. That means that uh, the way that I want to go about that, I've resolved to ask more questions. When I want to know something, I want to ask it. I want to ask it of the person that I want to know it from. I want to ask Google more. I want to ask myself better questions. I want to ask my parents things that, you know, they're getting older too. And my grandparents, that my grandmothers are still alive. I want to ask questions. I want to ask good, thoughtful, important questions and leave the nonsense behind. I want to answer as many questions as possible thoughtfully with intention. Um, I want to have more balance and self-fulfillment. The way that I see that playing out is having regular exercise. I've actually really made a huge shift in terms of having exercise become a habit in my life. I wake up and I work out pretty much five to six times out of the week. It's not that I do a crazy workout all five or six days of those weeks, but I get up and I do things. Like I'll even go for a walk. That's a huge win for me um, because before it was near impossible for me to move unless I absolutely had to. And the the thing behind that tangent, the, what I want out of that has changed because before it used to be pure vanity and it used to be pure, like, I just want to look good. You know why? Because I wasn't happy in my body and because I would be like, I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be ugly. I don't want to, like, again, I, the I don'ts. It was really focused on the I don'ts. I don't feel good. And now it's, really fixated on I want to feel good I love feeling like I can um, I love the feeling after a run I love the endorphins I love feeling like my car cardiovascular system is on point um, I love feeling good in my jeans like it's great um, I love I I want to feel good about myself when I look in the mirror. I want to feel good when I see all these random candid photos that get taken of me when I'm at events, um, which means I'm working on my posture as well. But all those things, I focused more on the I want. And having that mindset actually made it a lot more easy for me to get up out of bed and go for a run in the morning. I mean, it took a long time, but it's happening. And um, I hope that you guys can do that, too. I think that there's so much value in fitness that is so much more beyond just the physical outcome and the physical, uh, the, the quote-unquote vanity part of it. I mean, honestly, I appreciate a really fit, you know, fit person as much as the next one. I think it's awesome. But it really does kind of alter the way you feel in your own skin um, how healthy you feel, how vibrant you feel, how energetic you feel. So there's a lot more to that besides just having a really, really, really great, great ass. That's just the cherry on top, okay? And now I'm like, I get up and I have to do something. Like, it just doesn't feel right to wake up and then eat breakfast. It's like, oh, no, I need to wake up and go for a walk or a run and then eat breakfast. Now it's like my brain is kind of trained to do that, which is awesome. Now it's like getting more into autopilot. You know what I'm saying? That's why resolutions are good. You're building habits, you guys. You meet one goal, then you meet that goal again, and then soon it just becomes an integral part of your life. And this is coming from the girl that, like, 
if you told me to get up and go for a run or go hiking or whatever, like I would have thrown something at you with force and with like a lot of hatred in my heart. I'm just being real. I would have hated you for waking me up and trying to get me to move. Ugh, the worst. And I used to also hate breakfast. That's just a sad, cold world now that I think about it. Breakfast is the best. That's like my zen time, and I love breakfast food. But there was a time where Minji Chang despised breakfast. Do you see how people change? I mean, pancakes and waffles. <sighs> I'm hungry. Anyway, going back to what else I want 2018. I want to say no to more things and be good about it. And I'm already started. It's already started in 2017. I want to say no to things that don't make me happy. I don't want to go out, you know, like I want to spend quality time. See, I already see. I just went down that. I don't. I want to have my time feel like time well spent. Before, because of FOMO, I used to go out to bars and clubs and things that I didn't really like. Mind you, I love going out. I love dancing, but I I feel like I would do it in a way that wasn't pleasing to me. I did it because friends were going, and if I didn't go, then like, oh my God, I'm going to see all these Instagram photos and feel so much FOMO. Now it's like I just go to events that I really want to go to. I see people I want to see. If I want to go dancing, I'll go dance. And... um, Life's just better that way. And then when I want to stay in on a Friday night, it's funny. Actually, Friday nights tend to be the earliest that I ever go to sleep. Um, I feel great about it because it was my choice and it was what I wanted to do. Curl up with a good book. Feed my brain. Watch an episode of something awesome. I don't know. I want to speak up more. Um, I know that might be surprising to some listeners seeing as how I can be so opinionated and talkative about a lot of things. But when it comes to really important moments, I do shut down. And so I want to just kind of close that gap and I want to be more emboldened to speak up. And I think the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and all the sexual harassment allegations coming up and out into the open and that reminding me and triggering me about my own past with my abusive boyfriend, um, my abusive ex-boyfriend, that has given me a new sense of purpose and it's given me a new sense of audacity and boldness to speak out against things that I think are not right. And uh, of course, to do that in a way that doesn't harm other people, doesn't put people in jeopardy, um, and to do it with, again, even in that, when I speak up, think about the solution in mind. Do I just want to make somebody feel really, really bad? No, because I've already encountered situations where I, you know, I could just make them feel bad. I'm pretty forceful with my personality and my words and my emotions. But I know that if I say certain things, I could just really hurt somebody and cut them down and make them feel like shit. And then usually after that, I'll get like a moment of satisfaction and then ultimately I'll feel I'll feel pretty bad myself. So that hasn't proven to be productive. So even when I do the whole speak up thing, how do I want to speak up? I want to speak up so that the person receiving it or listening to whatever it is that I have issue with hears me. I want them to listen and understand me. I want us to have... Um, Mutual respect so that there's some sort of resolution that's had at the end of whatever it is I'm speaking up about. I'm I'm thinking further along in terms of what I want um, versus just the action of I want to speak up. I want to speak up with purpose, with impact, and um, 
ultimately so that there's respect and so that somebody is not walking away thinking that I'm a low piece of crap, but that they can see where I'm coming from, that I'm understood. And honestly, I credit that a lot to the politics that have happened this year, that there's a way that we can just complain and speak up. And I think the internet lends itself to being a place where people just, you know, speak their mind, which, you know, fundamentally, I don't have an issue with. But also, if you're just speaking your mind to to just complain, I think it's just ends up being an op- a missed opportunity. I think that there's opportunities to create change and to create more understanding. And I think that's what people really want. When I step back and observe why everyone's so up in arms about everything is because they just feel defensive and they're not being heard. So I look at that even across the aisle, whatever you want to call it, like people who fundamentally disagree with me, they feel like they're not being heard. And if I'm going to shut down and talk to them and just yell at them and curse at them and condemn them, then... It really is just winding that gap, and that's not what I want. I want there to be some sort of understanding and some sort of forward movement. It's much better than just sitting across like a, on two separate sides of like a canyon that's widening and just screaming at each other, right? Um, and that goes on really micro levels too, right? Like just people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. I'm still really working on that, so... I want to speak up. (laughs) See, all that thought process comes out of the speaking up. Um, I want to empower women. I want to educate and enlighten men. Um, That's some of the feedback that I've gotten about with this podcast is that that just makes me feel so awesome and like I'm doing something good in the world to feel like I'm empowering women to speak up and and be more themselves because it's something I'm working on and that there are people who, men and women alike, and trans and whoever you are, whatever your uh, your preference is, whatever your identity is, that we can all understand each other more by sharing my thoughts that I'm helping shed light on something that someone didn't know. I always love that feeling when I learn from other people. And I'm like, wow, I never knew that. And that's awesome. That's amazing. And oh, that's actually kind of crappy that I've been like that without knowing that. You know, when I get educated, I always feel really, not always, usually, more and more feel grateful. And the fact that if I can do that for somebody else, that's a really, really great feeling. So I want to continue to do that. Um, I want to make more money. I have certain dollar goals that I want to reach in 2018. I want to build um, capital because I want to work towards retiring my parents. I want to pay off uh, some loans. I want to just keep growing and expanding. And for my women out there who are listening, I mean, I don't know what your situation is, but I've just been kind of baffled at the whole pay disparity thing. And genuinely, the more that I've been playing a leadership role in in the nonprofit that I run and being an independent business, quote unquote, because I'm an actor and understanding the disparity in pay and what women will and won't ask for in terms of salaries, in terms of uh, raises, in terms of just self-valuation. Money is just another extension of that. And I'm just fascinated at how we, like we as women tend to lowball ourselves. And it's just, and myself included, and just drives me freaking nuts. And 2018, actually starting now, because right now it's still 2017, that's the end of that. We are not going to be participating in a, in a universe where 
we don't know our own value. So uh, finding the right motivational factors for that and identifying what I want has helped me figure out how I want to value my time and my effort, my expertise, and that equates in part to money. I want to get more educated in finances and to understand investing. Um, I want to have money, uh, like literally just have money set aside in disposable income that I can travel with and that I can also put into causes that I believe in, which includes things like clean energy, helping victims of human trafficking, um, empowering young entrepreneurs, like investing in the future with transportation, with solar energy, with wind energy, with understanding, uh, honestly, I'm actually really just into fitness and nutrition, like the ways that we eat and the way that we move in this world really impact the larger scale impact of global warming and energy consumption and and health overall. I'm really interested in those. And so I want to invest and give back to that. And of course, to the arts, I want to create projects. I want to complete writing two movies and two shows within 2018. I want to get one of them actually filmed. And that is further broken down into more micro, but those are some of my resolutions. I actually feel like I don't want to list out all of them, but I've given you guys some of mine that maybe hopefully got your your juices flowing. But in any case, it's going to be an epic year. I think it's going to be a phenomenal year, and I think that we all have a lot ahead of us, and I think that uh, moving forward with intention and moving forward with purpose and focus on what we do want versus what we don't want, answer that question. What do you want? Do you want more time? Do you want more balance? Do you want do you want more energy? Do you want more intensity? There are people who I have friends of mine who have felt really um, disconnected and really purposeless and kind of I guess lazy, but just like yeah, like they're just not really part of the world. I mean, do you want to up that? I definitely have the friends, and I'm kind of in that where we need to chill out a little bit and, and scale back so that we have time to rest and reset. But I have friends out there who really want to amp up their life, that want to get things going, that want to start a business, that want to leave the company that they're at and get on a new venture towards something that's more fulfilling. I know that there's huge life changes for a lot of people in terms of um, relationships, either getting a new one or or strengthening the one that they have, um, starting a family. For me, you know, it's kind of all of that and then some. I feel like we don't need to know all of my personal things right now. I'll, I'll continue to share. But those are all really valuable things to think about. So I hope that you'll take the time to, to think about it. And then do it. Just do it. Just Nike that shit. Go do it. Make it happen. Life's too short. Um, at the end of every year, everyone's always thinking like, wow, that flew by. And oh my God, it's already been a year since blah, blah, blah. Think of where you want to be at the end of 2018. Let's fast forward 365 days from right now and think of what you want to have achieved at that time. What would you really like to have say, you know, like, what would you like to be saying at that time? Saying, I did that. That's awesome. And then reverse engineer that shit. You got it. Oh, one other thing I want to put out there that I want because, you know, it's my podcast and I can say it. I want to start being a motivational speaker. I've been really scared to share that um, because I felt like it sounded arrogant and 
pompous. Like, who am I to do that? But I've noticed when I get when I get riled up that some people really get a kick out of that. So if I don't know, I'm just putting that out there. It would be fun. I would love to meet more people and travel and be able to, you know, like honestly, one of the people that's inspired me this year is Tiffany Haddish. She's a stand-up comedian and actress from Girls Trip, and she is a ball of sunshine, and I freaking love her. And she used to work as an energy producer. She used to work in bar mitzvahs and corporate events to produce energy. And you know what? Some people, including her, especially her, are good at that. And I just was like, that's so awesome. If that's something that I could do... Honestly, that's what I do a lot in my day-to-day anyway. I love getting people pumped up. I love asking them questions, like hard questions that are really exciting to answer, in my opinion. I would love to do that. So I've already been invited out to a couple colleges. I've gotten to do—I actually got to do a keynote speech for Chapman University for their Asian American Pacific Islander graduation. That was one of the best experiences of my life. I just—I get such a kick and a lot of joy out of meeting people and feeling like— my energy or whatever, my thoughts and uh, whatever it is that I bring to the table adds value to them. That's something that I love. And if I could make part of my living and and have funds that I could make my shows and my movies with, hey, I'm not going to turn that down. You know what? This is the year of Minji Chang, 2018. It's me being me. I'm going to ask for what I want. So if you would like to connect, um, y'all can hit me up. I'll I'll plug my email at the end of this episode. So, yeah. Oh, and also, I have an exciting announcement, which I'll, I didn't know. Whatever. We're going to announce it. I am actually going to be stepping down from my executive director role from my nonprofit in early 2018. The internal folks already know this, so it's not brand new news to them. That's why I'm like taking it public now. But um, yeah, I've made the decision and it's, it's really bittersweet because collaboration has been just like everything to me for eight years and eight and a half years. And it brought... So many good things, pretty much everything good in my life that I have now, I credit back to those roots and that job and that community. So, but yeah, it's time. I need to spread my wings and uh, make my shows and act and build my company. And I want to be able to have the time and energy available to that. So I know that it will be in good hands. I'm not going to leave it completely because I'm staying on the board of directors, but in terms of it being my career and being my day-to-day job yeah it's new chapter for me so I'm feeling all sorts of things about that and I'll probably make a different podcast about that but that's my little public announcement I haven't even put it on Facebook I haven't put it on social media in any capacity but it's happening and it's exciting and um, I'm just really filled with gratitude and love because I wouldn't have started this podcast I wouldn't be acting I wouldn't all the realizations that I've had in the last year wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the people and the relationships and the friends and the challenges of my time with collaboration so exciting times guys it's gonna be a great year I've said that a million times already and I'll keep saying it again it's gonna be an amazing amazing year it is up to us to execute envision it plan it out just dream big don't hold back 
think to the farthest, like, think of the biggest thing you could do and then top it. I say try to top it like three times because that's the way that I and so many other people limit ourselves. Um, Give yourself permission to just think of like everything that you could want and everything that would make you happy, like truly, truly happy and ask yourself if it's if it's really what brings you joy or again, if it's abiding by somebody else's structure or their definition of fulfillment and joy, it really might not be yours. That's one of the other big takeaways I've learned at this point. And at every step, we'll continue to learn, we'll continue to grow and give that light back to other people. That's all I ask. I'm asking you the question to challenge you. And I'm also asking you, once you reach it, find a way to give it back. Give it back to your families, give it back to your friends, give it back to your coworkers, your society. Um, Engage, be part of the conversation and do good things in the world. Okay, so happy, 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 happy new year. Happy 2018. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of First of All. I love you all so much. And honestly, this podcast was one of the biggest, most wonderful achievements of my 2017 was finally getting this going. Even if I stopped the podcast this with this episode, which I won't. But if I did, I am eternally grateful for the conversations I've been able to have and Um, record and have to keep forever and I want to keep sharing that so if you want please do follow me on Twitter and Instagram at first of all pod if you'd like to support me and I just shared that I'm stepping out of my full-time job y'all I'm going to be an independent artist and starting my own business which includes this podcast so if you want to become a patron at patreon and contribute to the building of this podcast I would be eternally grateful and I'll push harder and harder to make better and better content for you guys it's at patreon.com slash first of all podcast you can email me at first of all pod at gmail.com with any questions any comments thank you so much for people who have left um just notes of encouragement i'm so floored and touched and thank you to everyone who has subscribed and reviewed on itunes i've read the reviews it's awesome i will have the episode on the asian canadians that's a really fascinating topic and i have a couple people in mind who i can talk about that with but um yeah that episode's forthcoming and there's a lot more coming in 2018 i'm so excited about it because i've already started plotting all that out and it's gonna be good So thank you to Marvin Yue, who is my producer, my audio engineer, and the guy who helped make this whole podcast possible. Thank you for being such a great friend, Marvin. I appreciate you so much. And thank you to Aquafina for letting me use her song, Yellow Ranger. Aquafina is going to be killing it 2018. Shout out for Oceans 8 and Crazy Rich Asians. It's going to be a great year for Aquafina. And I hope to follow in her footsteps because she's been an inspiration to me and so many other Asian American women out there and a lot of women out there in general. Just be ourselves and do our thing, okay? It's our year. Have a great one. Um, be safe, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.